Aloha, citizens, listeners of the Reject Nation. We are here to discuss Season 1, Episode 7 of Ahsoka, Dreams and Madness. Uh, Greg, Michael, and myself are going to hop into our immediate thoughts after the episode. If you want to see the full reaction highlight reel, you can check that out on YouTube.com slash The Real Rejects. Or if you want to sync up with your own copy and watch the full experience with us, you can do that over at Patreon.com slash The Real Rejects. We've got a brand new snip snip ahsoka t-shirt in the rejectnationshop.com store along with all of our other delightful bits of apparel if you'd like to support that way and uh, last but not least we're gonna play the best ad in the history of this channel and uh, then get to our thoughts on ahsoka let's go Ka. People often point out my hair, so let me indulge you in a recent lifestyle transformation. Behold, our sponsor, MD Hair Spectacular Ensemble. I'm cautious with hair products, but MD Hair has me singing a different tune. The magic, it's personalized, baby. Reffing an easy quiz to a scalp analysis. It's like they peered into my soul and knew exactly what my hair needed. First, the shampoo. Ah, it's not just about cleaning. It fights hair thinning. Then the conditioner fortified with keratin and silk peptides. Makes my hair feel like it's walking the red carpet. The serum targets my hair loss, making it thicker, stronger. And oh boy, this marine collagen helps with hair, skin, nails, everything. Last of the supplements, more than 20 active plant complexes. Yes, please. Just a dab of this, a splash of that, and voila. I'm not just ready for the camera, I'm ready for the world. And folks, because I love you just as much as I love my luscious locks, snag your first month of MD hair at 70% off with my promo code REAL70. Because you and your hair deserve the absolute best. Thank you once again, MD Hair, for sponsoring this video. I think I might be going home after all. Hmm. Huh. You've earned it. But they got one more mission. Oh, I was hoping going to do that. All right, ladies and gentlemen, now before we go into anything, my sister, she has drawn this shirt and is now officially on our website, www.rejectnationshop.com. Here it is, the Ahsoka Snip Snip shirt. Do you get it? Huh? How do you get it? It's totally real reject style. Because <laughs> she's got scissors. <laughs> Do do you understand the joke? Nothing. Lightsaber scissors. Nothing Light says scissors. real rejects like a Star Wars themed vasectomy. Yeah, right. That is the future. Snip, snip. <laughs> snip those tubes. Come boy. on, it's funny. It's adorable. And you, you, if you know, you know. Greg, is is Lucas or Edward Scissorhands going to sue you first? Quiet. <laughs> We also got this shirt, and we got that oh, shirt, and out. we got that shirt. Ooh, I like that one. Oh, Ooh. my God. We got so many more, and it is Too many shirts. undoubtedly, undoubtedly, one of the top three ways to support the channel <laughs> <laughs> is by getting your, just get it. Do it. Get it. Get them all. It took all. a long time to actually put that one together. Gotta so, catch them all. So get it. Go get it. Thank you, guys. I'm excited about it. It literally just got finished yesterday, so it's going to be um, in the mail. Uh, it's on the, It's in the mail right now for me, and I'm hoping that I have it by last episode. I can't wait. I don't want to talk about anything else. Nothing happened in this episode. I mean, it's <laughs> terrible. God, no. I really <laughs> enjoyed so it. Started a I, merch I had so much fun. Let's rank it, everyone. All right, Michael, out of a 10, what would you give it? I would give this episode a, a, a strong 8.5. All right, John, what would you give it? Uh, this is like a niner for me. Wow. Niner? I mean, 
it's just uh, yeah. Oh, wow. Wow. Okay. Okay. Fine. What? What do you, no, what do you want me to do? No, to pull it down eight no, point no, eight. No. <laughs> what are you, Star Wars theory? No. <laughs> it's a seven. It's a six. What, what's the right answer? Quick. Uh, I'm going to go with. Uh, I'm. I'm a. I don't know. It's not I like I don't, don't have know. any complaints, but I, I really don't. No, it's okay, John. It's okay. I um I I'm I would an, rate I'm, Bayman's I'm, face a ten. I think I'm uh I'm an I'm an eight point five as well. Point <laughs> five. It's a solid number. There are a couple of things. I that think the I internet a, would say you're also an eight point five if I'm, they had to. I'm a, I'm a, a ten. Baby. I'm a tad. Le- There's a couple of things I was like, ah, that kind of feels a bit of a letdown because they built it up, but. I want to talk about the things I liked. Can I choose the topic, the first topic of today's sure. conversation? Yeah. Greg, this is your show. I'm just a guest here. That's right. That's what I say before they walk through that door. Mm-hmm. I say, <laughs> I says, don't you forget just it. Follow my lead and you don't ever try to take command. Uh, <laughs> Ezra Bridger, man, uh, this was an episode that really, I thought, I thought we would probably actually spend more time getting to like catch up with Ezra Bridger and, and, and hang out with him more like, Oh, what's going on? I thought it'd be the way how they dedicated a lot to Thrawn in the last mm. episode. I thought that that's, that's what this episode was going to be more like, but they're still kind of keeping a bit of an air mystery around. I, I even feel like what they revealed with um, how in tune he is with the force even more so now than ever. Yeah. I think that's some great off-screen development because it just makes the most sense of what this guy would do uh, in the meantime, basically. And I feel like there's a higher evolution of that, even sure. more to come, you know? I, I, I'm excited for that. And I just love... Uh, what's his name? John, come on. That's your job. That's what you do. You, you remember people's names. Enoch? The actor? No, guy? the actor. What? what t- no. <laughs> Iman, Iman, is, Iman Vellani. Iman Esfandi. Yeah, Esfandi. Iman Esfandi. Yeah, that was right. Iman Esfandi. Iman Esfandi, I think he is excellent in this role. Truly. Uh, he seems like such a natural, and he doesn't... Sometimes you become so aware when a character from live actor from animated is is like on screen. Sure. And here I just feel like I'm just watching. Like he just he fits. He yeah. fits so well that I had a out of body moment for a second. I was like, "That's Ezra Bridger," <laughs> you know? Yeah. Like he's just that yeah, yeah, good. Yeah. He's he just pulls you in that well. And he, I think he even brings out a little bit more of that charm with um, the, the actors who play speed right? I, th- I think he pulls out the, the chemistry's there is good. It, it's um, it's helping big time. Yeah, man, I I really enjoyed his his work a lot here, and I I feel like there's a, a bigger power set of him to be unleashed. What what do you think, Mikhail? Well, uh, I think it was such a smart decision, and I give them so much credit for not just like oh. Let's give him a lightsaber. Now we've got like one more like, you know, badass lightsaber wielding Jedi to to really lean in on being in tuned with the force and just to show us a different kind of combat. I mean, that moment when the force was just messing up the lightsaber's flow, mm-hmm. that just like opens up so many storytelling possibilities. Um, and also, I just think really lends itself to, to Ezra as a whole. Uh, in terms of like the performance 
Ezra was such like a goofy kid and had these like wonderful moments of levity. And you're always worried about how is that going to translate from animation to live action? And it felt so magical. Like genuinely there was just like in the, in the midst of this like really intense, we're going back and forth between these two hardcore battle scenes and a, and and an aerial fight. And somehow like finds a way to make me smile, finds a way to make me laugh. Uh, and and captures that Ezra charm, but has also like matured it and advanced it in a way that feels like appropriate for his age and just also appropriate for like where they're at in the journey. Mm-hmm. Um, and Anna, I, I think for Sabine, this is really the like it's now or never, you know, for this character. I I think, and uh, I think we saw a little bit of it today, um, and like. I know uh, me being like, stop talking, just like embrace the moment and act like might come off as an insult. But I, I also feel like you've you've spent so much time talking, building this up. Let's just feel it and and, and see it like I, I still feel like there's a lot of and I, and this part I'm going to write up to the script, not necessarily the acting. But I feel like on Sabine's part, there's just a lot more saying than doing whereas everyone else is able to convey a lot without saying this show is better at doing than it is at talking yeah and and at feeling than it is at talking absolutely and and i feel like it's it's been long enough now that like we understand the dynamics it should be there i do think there was this really lovely moment uh between ahsoka and sabine just to well actually i want to hear what john thinks about Ezra before we move on. I don't think he really wants to, but he's being nice. So come on, John. Oh, okay. No, I must feel like you don't you don't know Ezra the way that yeah. I know Ezra. Yeah, this is good true. justification. This is true, but I don't know. I mean, <laughs> sitting here again with with the more outside perspective, you don't know this him. Okay. <laughs> don't even try to talk about it. You're not his friend. You were there since the beginning. Uh, no, th- this brought me a-, a lot of that magic and excitement, even for a character that, yes, I haven't spent as much time with, but between the context yeah, of what they have. gave him, the way they put him into, you know, this familiar kind of position in terms of, like, you know, various Western movies. It's like, you know, mm. so many kinds of movies where you're trying to find, you're doing a search and rescue, and you're finding this person who's lived amongst the natives and has kind of, you know, cobbled together new abilities out of just, you know, the, the situation around. And from, again, the the vague amounts of backstory I know about this character, you know, this is somebody with a more unorthodox training, often just out in the wild kind of on his own. So, like, this seems appropriate to that. And just having these character interactions uh, got me just feeling that kind of butterfly magic of just like, oh, this is this is fun. I feel like the release and the joy of this yeah. reunion. And I feel like his presence has made Ahsoka, uh, not Ahsoka, uh, um, Sabine's presence better. Their interactions I thought were really fun and endearing, and I liked the way that even the sort of wagon train slash train (laughs) fight, you know, again, very much in the Western movie tradition, uh, was like fun and exhilarating, but also was a battle sequence that had a certain amount of levity while not completely eschewing the immediate stakes. Mm. Um, So, yeah, like I liked both the physical elements of meeting Ezra here and also... Um, yeah, the, the actual character, I just, yeah, I mean, Imanis Fondi has a lot of natural charm and presence, 
um, that I was quite effortlessly drawn in by. And now, yeah, I'm, I'm excited to spend more time with this character to mm. learn more about this character, et cetera, et cetera. And, uh, and to have this guy in mind, you know, <laughs> if I were to go and, and you know, f- again, further get all the backstory lore and everything. But I, I thought he was terrific. And, I, and, you know, this is an episode that's not without flaws, but no. like in terms of just enjoyment and oh, like, that's right. He's the one who gave it a nine. You don't instead well, of an eight point five. You don't have and you now, don't notice now, well, but now, in terms like, of enjoyability. Oh no! In terms of enjoyability, <laughs> so, so I just want to say I rank this pretty damn oh, high okay. against the other episode. On your on your <laughs> point, it's a three. <laughs> on your point of this reminding you of a lot of westerns. Um, it really does remind me of the good, the bad, and the ugly when John Wayne force chokes his opponents. <laughs> I feel like there is this. So, scary, dude. so I would love to. I'd love like, to talk I about. This? <laughs> I would love to talk about if it's okay if I pick the next subject. Yeah, uh, we gotta make them faster. Seeing Thrawn, <laughs> Thrawn was really really nice. I mean, there was like. Show us how you get down. <laughs> Thrawn. Oh, yeah, how you get Thrawn. So you make it faster no, I'm, I'm and like, I'm so, so how do you take a character, make him really, really interesting and involved in the battle, and all he's doing is standing in front of, like, a hologram chessboard? Yeah, he's like Raul Julia in Street Fighter. <laughs> in my favorite movie. <laughs> or like John Wayne in The Good and the Bad and the Ugly. <laughs> guys, I was going to say it so much, I'm going to question if he's joking about it. I am. Okay. Okay. Does he actually think... John Wayne is in the good, the bad, and the yuck. What is your view of Western <laughs> cinema? So, I'm really curious. Good. There's one. Ep- <laughs> there's one episode left. Yeah. 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 Two. No. Dude, it's Disney Plus. They'll rush it. Don't worry about it. Oh, <laughs> wrap it up. This is an oddly wrap it up. Throw them loose. Throw that. <laughs> there's a lot to. They're gonna kill him next episode. <laughs> kill them all. Honestly, I'll tell you what I really wanted. I wanted Thrawn to, with all of the, the night troopers, be like, execute order 66. 67. And have them, sure. And, like, have them <laughs> go and try to kill Shin. Right, right. Well, okay. Uh, speaking of Thrawn, I'm going to lump him into the action here. Yeah, lump him. I like the action. Yeah. Um, I think the action here was, I thought a lot of it was actually kind of exhilarating. If we're t- uh, just Ooh, to quickly. Yeah, no, you, Bigly, <laughs> just to wrap up the thing on like what I what was cool to see seeing Ezra and Sabine and then Ahsoka fighting yeah. is you got three people who are in in their own variations trained in the art of the Jedi ways yeah. and you see distinct fighting styles between the three of them. Mm. And I loved the aerial fight scenes in the beginning, the way they would lock on. Again, like something I'm often crediting here is the way they lock on a perspective and keeping it within the cockpit itself as you're going through this. As you, I would feel that in my heart as like I'm on a ride yeah. uh, with it. So I, I, I was caught up in the ride of it all. Like it was so much fun. And I love the buildup between... Uh, Ahsoka and Thrawn eventually finally going to have an encounter with each other and 
this and the way the action ultimately concludes, it feels so much like an episode of Rebels to me. Where, all right, look, we got him. We can go home, but we got one mission, one more mission to do before we can do that. Like it's such a rebels type of thing. Yeah. Like, and we like, can oh, go. we survived, but, but Thrawn's not done yeah. yet. So yeah. we need to. Yeah, we yeah. have to do this. Yeah. So I really, I, I thought the action itself was really well orchestrated. Mm-hmm. Um, seeing Ahsoka. I think if people were might have been a little bit lost or confused on, on the arc that she ultimately had, she has come to this place of acceptance where she couldn't even like really reflect on the idea of Anakin Skywalker, you know, and now she can revisit those memories. Like with the hologram with Hayden Christensen, now we can get nonstop cameos, 19 yes. more specifically, with those uh, hologram <laughs> and recording decks. And I know but I just did. play a little bit at a time. We could really stretch yeah. those out. Bob, you know, I if you're listening, <laughs> I'll keep my Disney Plus subscription <laughs> if you release all of those holograms to us. But like the way, and then she's like dual wielding and then the way she's fighting, uh, there's such a confidence and assuredness when she is uh, engaging in battle with Balin or Shin. She didn't even whip out her lightsaber when she was going up against Shin. And there was no sense of fear uh, when she was fighting against Balin. Balin. She owned that fight. Uh, so and, and she, like, left. Yes. Which uh, which is the lesson, or a big part of that lesson, of you don't always have to rush into victory. Uh, and I thought it was interesting, because Balin was also trying to teach that same lesson to his apprentice, right. while Anakin was teaching the same. And, you know, ultimately, that's the same thing that Luke learned. It wasn't until Luke was like, I don't need to win this fight right now. I need to put this lightsaber down, and ultimately that is what's going to turn, you know, Anakin back to the light. Exactly. Now, the thing, though, that I thought was a, was kind of disappointing, oh boy. which Here I did go. not actually, this is what brings it down from a 10 to an 8.5 for me, Yeah, is the typical Star Wars thing. Yeah. Um, and maybe you guys can possibly predict where I'm going with this. Does anyone want to take a one sentence guess the subject that I thought was actually disappointing in this episode. Anyone, anyone, I'll tell you. Everyone, shut up. Uh, okay, so last episode they teased these death troopers, right? Yeah, and I'm uh, like, all right, here we go. This might be an upgrade. This might be something Never. worthwhile. No. Maybe they've been target practicing no. here. Oh, my God. People are like, they might be the reanimated. If it looks or, like a stormtrooper and <laughs> walks like a stormtrooper, it's a stormtrooper. And then even uh, the when, when Balin and Shin encounter those like samurai-looking uh, wanderers, and, and like, all right, they're going to join forces with them. And uh, they kind of just suck. Like, oh, and they're on the battlefield. Like, the, the naughty are messing them up. Uh, they yeah. don't seem like that hard. They're just numbers again. They're just henchmen, yeah. and they're just whooping ass left and right. They're just when another... the shelled Ewoks are able yes. to kick your butt. It's just uh, an- another large quantity to to dish out uh, combos on. <laughs> and yeah. and to me, that was the letdown. Because I'm like, come on! You get another... You got to cool it because i kind of no, did that i, I, I think that's that mandalorian I, I think that's super and fair. it's just a star wars thing that they often do is like oh cool quantity of a cool new looking thing and it yeah. ultimately amounts to well, I, nothing I, and maybe I, there'll be more who knows and i think the shame of it is we know that you can have a good version of that because we've seen it with the clone troopers like mm-hmm. where there's like oh look at this like formidable army that would also be nice to like demonstrate i mean you have uh, Two Jedi who I'd say are at the height of their power, and like right. a, a force wielding Mandalorian or a, a 
Force attempting to wield Mandalorian, mm-hmm. attempting to wield the Force Mandalorian. Whew. Uh, surely the three of them could have absolutely wrecked yeah. like whatever came their way, uh, regardless of you know how strong they were. It was nice to see stormtroopers like hit something for once, though. Yeah, at least uh, they hit something. Yeah. It would just be nice if they could, I don't know, yeah, you have such a cool potential of, like, what are these guys? Are yeah. they alive? Are they, you know, imbued with witch power? Like, you know, Well, when no green regular? magic came out of them, that kind of did done that theory. Yeah, because uh, that, I think that does shut down that theory that they are, because the, it's like whatever their transport, the cargo. And, and, and of, maybe, of, that's, is, maybe that's for the best. Like, perhaps. I, I feel like if they're going to do that, Clearly, they're saving it for the cargo, and it's yeah. going to be something that's a lot bigger and a lot spookier. And you know, uh, I I do want to talk all lead. briefly. We should, we should talk about the Hera stuff before we wrap. Yeah. You know what? Yeah, because uh, yeah. and I think you would probably have some good takes on that because I feel like I don't know how that would amount like factor into the finale unless they find their way to the new galaxy. I'm like, I don't know how. It seems like that they're going to reserve that for us for for the future. I I thought it was a. First off, I just like on a production design level, something that I've really appreciated is that there was definitively, I imagine, like an artistic temptation to kind of, because we're in the future of this world, to kind of go to a a prequel-like style. And instead, they've really played up the original like retro feel of the Rebel Alliance and have kind of adapted that to like a cleaner, brighter environment. And like... That whole meeting room felt like like a nineteen seventies like yes. like United Nations like judicial. They like they captured the essence of the original aesthetic of the series uh, while also doing something kind of unique and different. And I really appreciated that. I I can't. Uh, I don't. I can't agree with you. I, I agree on what oh, the that's too bad. I agree with what the on set <laughs> production was doing, but sure. there was something about the lighting and cinematography yeah. that felt very Disney to me. Yeah, sure. Very well, bright. I think and, that's the uh, it's it's consistent with the tone of what they've tried to make the new Republic feel like. Yeah, uh, at the same time, I don't really like vibe with that care. this was the first time more about the yeah. context. This like was the con- first time that I had started to get a little bit excited. Mostly because C-3PO showed up uh, and introducing Leia, honestly, to me, is becoming, like, really, really essential to weaving this all together. Um, it's going to be really, uh, really tough call, man. <laughs> well, it's, yeah, yeah, it, is a, it is a tough call. They're going to have Star to use Wars. it super sparingly. I think they um, should. I, I feel like Star Wars has to learn to embrace <laughs> New casting. Uh, I, no, I, well, I, well, I, well, there's not much of a. Hopefully, she signed her likeness away. I'm sure. Well, I imagine her daughter would probably uh, play her. You know, with either some, way. But what? Let's people. talk. Let's focus on yeah. the on the on what actually transpired there. Well, I, I think that that you, if Thrawn gets back to our galaxy, as if we own that galaxy, Coruscant. You know the. Main primary. We'll the call fans the, own all. The primary galaxy. Thank God you clarified. <laughs> <laughs> if Thrawn makes it to, to our, our galaxy, planet Earth, Earth, America, <laughs> USA, we're all the descendants of the stormtroopers <laughs> that got stuck here. Anyway, focus, Michael. That line, I need you to stay on. <laughs> I think that 
if if something happens, it's going to be a fight, ideally in the unknown regions. Because um, if Thrawn gets back, the fact that we haven't heard about it as we've kind of like leaped forward, like I don't want them to just retcon this. I don't want this to be like a, oh, this happened and it was over and that was done. And by the time that we get to the sequel trilogy, it's irrelevant. I kind of want this larger threat and story to not necessarily fully conclude and to take us on a, uh, while all that other stuff is going on, this stuff is going on. Um, what does that look like? Yeah, I'm still holding out hope that it's it's the Grisk, and you know, but I it's I'm, it's becoming harder for me to think that they're going that direction. I mean, it seems like Thrawn, we, Thrawn wants to come back and conquer. That's yeah, what, that's what it's and, looking like, and which is. It, it's interesting because that doesn't necessarily preclude the Grisk because the Grisk are in the unknown regions, which is in the primary galaxy. Um, but that's also like a, a lot of stuff to try to throw in an audience in one episode. Have you seen? Um, have you seen um, Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny? No. Okay. No, it came out while I was. Away. Well, I'm gonna give you guys. I'm gonna give everyone here a slight spoiler. Sorry, you guys had a lot of opportunities to check <laughs> it out, and apparently, not enough people did. So I'm gonna tell it's you. It's not on Disney Plus yet. Uh, <laughs> it's uh, not. I just check it. It's not. It's not a spoiler. They travel uh, in time. So, uh, the, what's his name? Uh, Mads Mikkelsen. He yeah. he's like I can do it better than Hitler. That's my spoiler. All right. He's like yep. he was a Nazi, and he's like, but I can do it better than Hitler. Yeah. That's kind of the impression that I feel like his brother Lars Mikkelsen is doing here. Yeah. Is I can do it better than where the emperor failed. Yeah. You know, and and that's I what I'm coming. Smarter and more cunning. Yeah. yeah. Well, the only challenge with that is that Palpatine's still alive. I know. Somehow. Somehow. But there, but he's got the. Ma- I, th- I want to see how the dark magic gets more implemented because the last yeah. episode they had that tease too with, like, sisters. I'm gonna need your magic, and then I'm like, okay, they just kind of use it to locate where so I thought it was gonna be like <laughs> something with the battles, wow. you know. Um, and uh, I want just find my iPhone. <laughs> yeah. So well, something something did occur to me. Um, obviously, like a lot of people on the internet are talking about, like the Zepho glyphs that were seen. Um, there are like Zepho temples on Dathomir. It Part would me- make the most sense if that's what Balin's looking for. The Zepho, something to do with the Zepho. Yeah, maybe. I mean, it, but the it, hell else it would, would he be it would make for? sense because because ultimately. Like, and context for those that have no idea what the heck the Zepho are. The Zepho are uh, an ancient species of force-wielding aliens uh, that left behind a lot of ruins, including on Dathomir, which is where the, the Night Sisters ultimately settled. Um, they turned to the dark side and destroyed themselves from within, and a few survivors escaped to the unknown regions, and arguably... To this other galaxy. Yeah, and then someone um, found online, like those people have found online, like one of the rooms. They, if you flip it upside down, it's actually it's Zepho. Yeah, it's Zepho. Which, well. which, like, oh, which isn't yeah. surprising. I mean, the, yeah. that that connective thread makes sense as like a force wielding species. Um, you know, I'm and there's been like so much of it in like Jedi Survivor and stuff. So I I I really I'm holding very firmly to that. This season is going to end with Balin, Shen, Ahsoka. Ezra and Sabine all on the same side and all of them represent such fascinating different aspects of a balanced force sure 
Um, yeah. And once they realize that Thrawn and the Night Sisters and everything that they're doing runs counter to keeping that balance, um, I think you're going to see something really different and really interesting. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I'm I'm just increasingly curious and concerned because of the lack of time that we have. But also, we need to remember. This is leading up to a cinematic event. This is leading up to a film. And that <laughs> film is going to be so confusing for people. I, <laughs> I do feel... <laughs> that, that's, that's what I know about <laughs> that film. It's, yeah. I'm going to love it, but right. nobody's going to know what's happening. It's John, weird. get the final thoughts in here. No, yeah, it's just weird to take these shows in because especially knowing that, that we're leading to these bigger and bigger things. Like, the, like you asked what, the ep- what I would rate this episode at the beginning, and it's fascinating because you've got to kind of think of <laughs> it at both ways. Because started, I have no idea. <laughs> no, 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 no. Because we didn't really care. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm, I don't think you did. But I'm, I'm using that as an example just to say that, like, this is these series, this series as well, are fascinating to take in because the whole does feel still kind of like odd and disjointed and like we're still just about to start something and then like within that individual episodes can exemplify all the potential that is at hand but sitting here I'm like as much as I enjoyed this episode have greatly enjoyed the past couple especially I'm like I don't know what a satisfying (laughs) conclusion to this season that feels proportionate and that also feels like you know, you're leaving potential open, but it's not just stuff that you could have explored now if you didn't waste time. Yeah. <laughs> like, th- this episode exemplifies still that weird, you know, tension this show has between, like, talking, and when they do talk, a lot of times they're not really saying that much. <laughs> and then oftentimes it's to the actors, to the performances, to really kind of give you the hints that greater sure. things lie beneath and ahead. And ahead. Um, so yeah, I, I am trepidatious going into the end because like I like a lot of these episodes individually, but as like holes, and this has been a thing across these shows as holes, they are kind of odd and disjointed feeling. Sure. Yeah. Um, whatever. I'm excited for finale, guys. All righty, are we good? Well. Sabine's going to reconnect with the Mandalorians. <laughs> I've got to edit and, and upload and thumb this video. Is there anything more you got to say? Hurry it up. Din Djarin already has a pre-existing relationship with Ahsoka. I think you have Luke and Leia who are connected. And I think you're looking at Space Avengers. Yeah. Hey, that's, that's all, all it is, guys. That's all we need. <laughs> Woo, team. All righty. Well, thank you both for being here. <laughs> I had nowhere else to be. And um, hey, before we go... Let's add a little Star Wars wipe. All right, we're gonna shout Brian Perry. Oh, AI style people. Oh, <laughs> all right, fun. okay. So, um, all right, we'll do a Mad Libs game. Um, Michael, give me an adjective. Running. Uh, I guess that's yep. Tactically, <laughs> running. Adjective. Yeah, yeah. John, you give me a different adjective. Oh, purple. Purple. All right. Uh, give me an occupation. Runner. <laughs> Get more creative. <laughs> a proctologist. This is why AI exists, Michael. So a proctologist. Uh, proctologist. I love it. All right. Give me a uh, a time in history, Michael. The Second Punic Wars. Second Punic <laughs> Wars. All right. Uh, give me your favorite celebrity, John. Oh, easily Harry Styles. Harry Styles. <laughs> okay. Michael, give me a uh, Star Wars weapon. Uh, a Star Wars weapon. I think we're looking at. Mm, oh boy! You know, let's just go 
let's just go with uh, Qui Gon's lightsaber. Qui Gon Jin lightsaber. All right, last thing. Um, let's give me a um, an article of clothing. A loincloth. Loincloth. That's what I'm talking about, people. Okay, here we go. <laughs> I have a YouTube channel where I need to just on chat TVT people where I need to shout out a patron <laughs> whom I call a super sexy reject. His name is Brian Perry. <laughs> yes, it is. Give him a shout. I, write uh, write oh. me a shout out in uh, under 50 words <laughs> that incorporates these words. <laughs> this is the greatest. Oh, my God. All right. All right. Uh, John, take yes. it away. Big shout out to our super sexy reject, Brian Perry. He's running through life in a purple loincloth <laughs> like a proctologist <laughs> during <laughs> the second Punic Wars, <laughs> wielding a Qui-Gon Jinn lightsaber and rocking vibes smoother than Harry Styles. Thanks for the epic support, Brian. You rock, Brian. <laughs> <laughs> I like this just literally <laughs> created a character. Out of yeah. It's like, I'm just going to put these words in order. <laughs> I am. Um, I'm not going to lie. We're so screwed. No, we're not. This is. There are literal AI in Star Wars. It's fitting. Yeah. And we're running out of ideas, frankly. And that's when you turn to Chat GBT. <laughs> now that the writer's strike is over. When all else fails, Chat GPT. Brian, we love you so much.